0: And somebody said, praise the Lord. Lord. It is so good to be in the sunshine. Wow. The Lord said, let there be light. There's plenty of it here. Somebody happy about being a Christian, why don't you just shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. It is so good to be a part of God's kingdom and in the will of God today. Is anybody in the will of God today? Praise God, praise God. This is a great, great group of adult class. Most seniors never get enough exercise. In God's wisdom, God created that (coughs) seniors become forgetful. So they would have to search for their glasses their keys and other things, thus doing more walking. And God looked down and saw that it was good. Then God saw there was another need. In his wisdom, he made seniors lose coordination so they would drop things requiring them to bend, reach and stretch and God saw that it was good. Then God considered the functions of the bladder and decided seniors would... Why are you laughing? I'm talking about myself. I'm not talking about you. God considered the function of the bladders and decided seniors would have to have some additional calls of nature requiring them to get up more often and walk to the destination, providing more exercise. And God saw that it was good. So if you find as you age, you're getting up and down more, remember it's all in your best interest to stay active and God saw and said it was good. Aren't you glad you're alive today? I am so glad to be alive today. At my age, it's certainly good to be here my age is certainly good to be anywhere but to be here today is a privilege and an honor and i thank god for all that he continues to do and to be in our lives we know that living for god is a joy and a pleasure and the best that we can do is somehow live for god with all of our heart i don't know whether you Really appreciate where we are in life today, but as older saints of God, we're the stability and strength of a younger generation. And as we continue to age in God, now you you can be a senior in God and be 40 years old if you got the Holy Ghost when you're seven, because it's important to live for God all of your life. So I'm preaching a very interesting lesson today called the mind the brain and the heart. Our text is found in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number one. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. everybody say mind. Or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a fallen away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. We're headed towards that. We're living in an antichrist spirit world today. It started with the apostles. It's getting worse Today. We are being ruled by bureaucrats. We're being ruled by one man, really, as far as the pandemic, which introduced a spirit of antichrist against Bible, schools, family, and all that. So don't be shaken by all of that. Don't be upset about all that other than just the normal things, being upset. But get your mind on the rapture. Get your mind on the coming of the Lord Jesus because there's a man of sin going to be revealed somewhere in the near future. I hope we're gone by that. I believe we'll be gone. But the process of it is taking place today, and you need to live for Jesus today. He went on to say, Remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work only. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie in their mind that they might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Let's ask the Lord to help us today because we have a trip to make today and I want to make it in the will of God. Would you lift your voices together? Savior, we love you and worship you today for your greatness to us. We love you for all that you have been to us and all you continue to be. Let the word of God be effective today in this house, uh, affecting our hearts and lives for the glory of God. Touch our minds today and be renewed in our spirit, I pray in the name of the Lord. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I had you repeat that one word, mind. Of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most mind, mind, everybody say mind, mind Mind is an interesting thing, it's not your brain, it's your mind, and I hope today that we can make a trip in your mind to help you understand how to live for God better than you've ever lived for God in a convoluted, chaotic, confused world that we live in today. The study of the mind and brain is the last frontier in science. Although the field has made enormous progress over the years, understanding of the basic principles of the thought and brain function are still far more unknown than known. Michael Tarr, core director of CNBC and the Cowan professor of cognitive neuroscience. Don't be alarmed by all that. I don't know understand it either. The Brain is the Last Frontier, written by Richard M. Riestack. I read it years ago because it was interesting, because we don't know a lot about the brain. I was teaching in chapel years ago, and we had a mixed culture there. And I was explaining that the brain is just like a bowl of vanilla pudding, and one of the children of color said, <clears throat> chocolate. We don't know much about the brain because it's hard to dissect it. They know there's nerve endings that connect to the spine and transfers things to the body. But it is one of the last frontiers, Richard restack said. So I'm reading from the book of Isaiah chapter 14 And it got into the mind or the heart. And I'm teaching today on the heart, the mind, and the brain. Remember that. For thou hast said in thine heart, or your mind, or your thought processes, and I'll prove that in a minute. I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God, not God, but as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He said in his heart, he said in his mind, he said in his thought processes, because he was not God, but he thought he was. He thought he was in his mind. The enemy of our souls today sits in this congregation. The Bible said he sitteth in the congregation of the righteous. So as God, he sat in the temple of God in his mind and tried to show himself as God. Because in his mind, he thought he was something that he was not. He was not created to be what he is. He was created with a choice as three angels were. Especially Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer with the ability to do more than other angels. Some angels were just created to cry holy in the presence of God. That's all they were created for. But these three leading angels had more abilities than others, it seems, in the biblical readings. So somewhere you in your mind have to discern which God you're going to serve. The one that thinks he's God or the God that is God. I came to worship the one that is God, and his name is Jesus. Had a great theological question with several preachers yesterday on the oneness of God, but we worship the one true God. And I'm not going to get on it today, but I just want to remind you, there is only one God, and his name one. And he sits on one throne, and his name is one, Jesus. Or even if you want to call him the I am, because he is the I am. What is your need today? You can say, The I am is my healer. The I am is my strength. He's the God of all the universe. Now, I don't want to go any farther than that, but just to tell you that God is the real God, not somebody that thinks they're God. A lot of politicians think they're God. They, they know more than God, know more than the Bible. They try to quote it once in a while for their political advantages. But we don't just quote the Bible for our political advantages. We believe the Bible. We live the Bible. We love the Bible. We think the Bible. I want to say that again. We think the Bible. Thy word have I hid in my heart, my cognizant thinking process. I've hid that in my heart. Now, your heart is just a muscle. And so the Bible talks about your heart some 826 times and never talks about your brain. Think about that for a minute. Never, thinks, never talks about your brain, but talks about your mind. So discerning of spirits is a gift of the spirit. Now, as, as you're hearing me, you're going you're gonna to hook on to this in a minute and understand why God gave us a brain and why he gave us a mind, which is related to the heart or the seat of the emotions of our body. When you get excited, your heart begins to beat rapidly, and it tells your brain to do things, which is basically your mind, because your heart is just a muscle. But it does affect your thinking process. Somebody was talking the other day about somebody breaking in the back door and had a big gun ready and found out it was one of the friends, right? Your son. And if you would pulled the trigger, whew, thank God you were thinking right, even though he may not have been. <laughs> he walked in a little late at night. I, I did that one time. I came home late. My 49 Plymouth. I drove in the driveway just as my dad was backing out of the garage to go find out where I was. I had a great dad. He, he, He wanted to know where his kids were at midnight. Where are your kids today? Are they in church? I hope they are. Especially if they're under your roof. But if they're not, I'll tell you what can be under their roof. That's your prayers. Seeking God for their salvation. Anyway, it's time that Satan is dethroned in your mind. Why do you let the accuser of the brethren accuse you so that it feeds your brain and you get to feeling guilty, which causes all your reactions to be affected by your thinking? Your brain doesn't tell you what to do except what you put in your brain. One man said your brain is like the computer and your mind is like the data. Now think about this for a minute. What you feed your brain is what you are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your brain can't tell you what to do. When you were born, you were born with one sensation, almost one, maybe a couple, but one of them was... And from that... You be <laughs> took you a while on that one. <laughs> then you started training yourself by your surrounding and your environment, and you started saying that da, that da, that. Da, 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 you know, and that's when you're talking tongues too. When you start talking in tongues like a baby, you'll get to a good tongue. Just let the baby talk come. Because that's stammering lips. We're going to go there in a minute. But when you start talking, you're, you're affected by your surrounding. I wasn't raised by those that speak Spanish, so I still speak English. Get that? Your, your, your environment is training your brain who you are. Pretty soon you start balancing and walking and riding a bicycle and motorcycle all those balancing skills, you're training your brain to respond. Even driving a car. Why is it when your wife grabs the handle and says, Oh my God, or whatever, you immediately put on the brake, let off of the gas? Because your mind has been trained to see that stop sign and slow down, to see the red light and go through, I mean, stop. Your brain has to be trained. You're not born with a brain that thinks algebra. You have to, you're getting the thought now. Say, your mind develops your brain, your thought processes develop your brain. So when you start understanding, when you come to church, you start thinking right things, and suddenly you don't feel your guilt of the past. Why? Because repentance came. Sin had trained your mind that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when you come to the house of God and somebody starts talking about true repentance, you start retraining your brain. Hey, I refuse to live the way I used to live. I trained my brain to dance in the clubs. Now I dance in the altar. I trained my brain to drink at the bar, but now I drink from the everlasting fountain of life. Go ahead, train your brain to live in the world if you want to. The world's gonna pass away and all the elements there are gonna burn up with fervent heat, but we're gonna be raptured. Hey, let's start talking about the rapture. Let's start talking about the coming of the Lord. Let's start training our brain. Get some input in here. Get some input in here. I'm going to start talking about the coming of the Lord. And pretty soon, everything else just kind of fades in the background. I'm so sick of politics, sick of the world, sick of what's happening in our world. Not just our city, not just our state, not just our country, but the world. It's getting ready for the Antichrist. But let me tell you, we're getting ready for the Christ. Why? Because we're thinking our thought processes is training our brain to respond to spiritual things. Now, it's going to get fun. No more guilt of the past. Victories come to you so you can live. No more torment of the mind. You're stronger than the world. Greater is he that is in you, then he, aren't you glad you know that scripture? I'm telling you, when you rely upon that, your brain begins to feed itself from your thinking and your mind and begins to process all of that into this computer-like brain that receives the data input. That's why you come here preaching. Don't sit out at church. In fact, don't even stay home and watch it or listen to it. It's just not the same. And the audience out there in internet land said amen. It's just not the same as gathering together with people of like precious faith. I love it when we praise God for who he is. And I don't care what goes on in the church. I can worship my God. I don't care who comes, goes, fails, gets up, walks away. I can praise God because my mind is telling me that's what's important. Feed your brain what's more important than all the gossip of the world, all the failures of society. Start feeding your brain right things. So, for we have known the... Listen to this. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. I ask you a question. Do we have Christ's brains? We don't have Christ's brains. Otherwise, we could create worlds and condemn people to hell. He didn't give us his brains. He gave us his mind. What's the difference? His brain said, I created man. To worship me, I created man to live for me. I created a heaven and a hell, and the choice is up to individuals. Thank God He didn't give us His brain; I'd have some people in hell, and you're laughing because you would too, and you'd put the wrong people in heaven. I would, and yeah. So we have the mind of Christ. What's the mind of Christ? He came to seek and to save. That which is lost. That's the mind of Christ. He didn't give us his brains. He gave us the mind of Christ. Okay. So, we have a discerner. When you get the Holy Ghost, you have a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart or the mind or the mindset or the thought processes. The mind is different than the brain. Now, here's where it's fun. I read a book on near death experiences. I never had one yet. Those people that ride with me in the car get it once in a while. (laughs) This study of near death experiences brings to light the fact that the brain may act independently of the mind. The mind can act without the brain. (laughs) Just think of Washington, D.C., you'll get it. The brain may act like a cell phone, receiving thoughts and impulses from the non-physical mind, which is the brain, converting them into electrical and chemical signals that the body can understand and use. Now, I want to read that again because I want you to catch this because we're going somewhere. It's, i got a few more minutes. so They say that the mind can function without the brain, acting as a filter of the thoughts and actions. So receiving thoughts and impulses from a non-physical mind and converting them into electrical signals that the body can understand and use. They say the mind can function without the brain, acting as a filter of thoughts and actions. I know where I'm going and I'm so excited I want to get there. I'm so glad today that God gave us a desire. Now all they knew to talk about was the heart. 826 times in the Bible and it never mentioned your brain. It mentioned your heart because that's what they understood was the life and the strength of pumping blood and the affections and, and, uh, and emotions of life affected your being and what have you. So that's all they really knew. But it's tied together to your thinking process. When you get scared, you think different, and you react because you fed your brain right. So in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, it said, Among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. When you were a sinner, it was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the lust of the... When you started looking at the lust of everything in our world, that's what fed your brain. That's why our world is going crazy today. You know, somewhere we have to have a change of thinking. We can't get a brain transplant but we can get a computer upgrade, a brain upgrade. How do you get a brain upgrade? You start training your brain how to respond. You know, I hardly ever think of when I come to church when I'm going to lift my hands. I don't sit there and say, okay, now now lift. Come on, get it up there. Come on. I'm still young enough to get it up there. Why? Because I've trained my brain when I come to the house of God. I'm going to worship Jesus. That's why some visitors come and they've never trained their mind how to worship. So they're looking around, what is going on? You need to help them understand what's going on by letting them know that, hey, We've trained our brain to worship God. It doesn't matter what the scripture said. You need to thank God and say amen. You don't have to think about saying amen to the scripture. You don't have to think saying amen when you agree with the preached word of God. Because you've trained your brain. And so when there's a powerful message, like I hope I have the next time I preach here, You've, tra- you've trained your brain to respond and suddenly you get up and start marching through the well because you've trained your brain to respond to preaching. We don't just sit here like a bump on a log and say it doesn't affect me. We've trained our brain to respond to that data Coming to our- <laughs> Hallelujah! oh, this is getting better. Hang on. All right, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, he said, and we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. It is your brain that tells your flesh what to do. Moving your arms, your feet, swallowing. When you get into Alzheimer's, You forget how to swallow. Does anybody know I'm telling you the truth? You've had people in your family, relatives, or something, and they go through a swallowing test because there's a part of your brain that loses what it has been fed to respond to food. It's not going to happen with me. (laughs) Trained my brain what to eat. There's some things I really like, and there's some things I don't like. My my wife cooked a great meal last night. I would have invited you over, but we didn't have enough. But I'm telling you, it was good. It was awesome. And God saw, in the book of Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5, listen to this. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination... Of the thoughts of the heart was evil continually. That's all they thought about. And they became very wicked. They refused direction. They refused instruction. They became a god unto themselves because that's all they thought about. Let me just say before I get too much farther in this lesson today. If you'll stop thinking worldly things and start thinking godly things, you'll be a whole lot better Christian. It's not hard to live for God when you really believe in who you're living for. It's not hard to believe in Jesus when you realize what he's done for you. Oh, you ought to just lift your hands right away. Let's see if you can automatically do it. Have you trained your spirit to respond? Have you trained your heart to respond? Have you trained your mind to respond? My, my, my. So God saw that it was just Evil, constantly. So, you are what you think. What you are speaks louder than what you say. Your mind tells your brain what to do. I could not find the word brain in the Bible. Nowhere. It's an organ. But it's not mentioned in the Bible. Because your mind... Is just an organ. It has a functionability like your liver. Your liver is just an organ, but what your liver takes in and dispenses to the rest of your body makes you healthy. Your brain, what you take <laughs> what you take in makes you spiritually healthy, or makes you damnable in a world of confusion. What's your choice today? You want something to get in your spirit today or do you want the world to affect everything you do? I'm so tired of the world, I'm saying, I said it this morning, come Lord Jesus. I don't know if you love this life. I love life. I love going to eat. I love family. I love friends. I love driving a car. One little boy, one little boy, He's letting his hair grow long and his dad said, son, if you'll get your grades up and get a haircut, I'll buy you a car when you graduate. Well, he graduated with D's and didn't get his grades up. He got him above an F. So he went to his dad and said, dad, I got it above an F. I got a D. He said, but you didn't get your hair cut. He says, well, dad, you didn't realize that Jesus had long hair. He said, son, you didn't realize he walked too. (laughs) You got to think right. The Heart versus the Brain by Lawrence G. Collins. The brain is not mentioned once, he said, but the heart is mentioned 826 times. He said, your thoughts and emotions, however, occur in your mind. Therefore, the citations of the head and brain and heart and all that has to be analyzed right to understand your life. This analyst also applies to the word mind, although a few places mind is simultaneously used in the same sentence with the word heart. In these places, however, it still is not clear from the context that the mind is located in the brain or head. For example, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 35, which is in my mind and in my heart. Chronicles 28 and 9, perfect heart with a willing mind. Luke chapter 10, verse 27, with all my heart, soul, strength, with all of my mind. They have learned that the brain does the brain works in two areas. Now, this is where we're gonna have some fun. The brain works in two areas. Is this fun? Are you with me? Because if I leave you here, the rest of us is gonna be in a different stratosphere. Get your mind on what I'm saying now. My elder, you say, eat it, saints. That just reminded me of my elder. Information processing in the brain has two functions. A sensory processing of the environment without awareness. The sensory processing of the environment without awareness, which means just sensing something is wrong. The hair stands up the back of your neck. You know something's bad, but you can't put a finger on it. And number two, and the type that occurs when a stimulus reaches a certain level of importance and enters the conscious awareness, or now you know something is wrong. You sense it, but then because of your brain's functions by what you have fed it, now you know something is wrong. Dr. Hogg. Hang, really, excuse excuse me, excuse me. That was a pig's mistake. Dr. Hong explains in his study that mental imagery or imagining things, mental imagery or imagining things, the thought processes, produces similar brain activity as performing the task in real life. You with me? Previous studies have found when participants pictured themselves playing tennis, part of the brain responded by the movement, controlling the movement of your brain lit up. I know you've read or heard where they put these sensors on your brain and they test you by different signals or what have you, and they see your brain lights up. Well, this man, he did some thinking process and discovered that your brain is responsible for controlling the movement of your brain lit up when you thought about tennis. Other areas of the brain became deactivated. I said that slow. When you think about playing tennis, the movement part of your brain lit up and the rest of your brain became deactivated. That's why professional sports people that's all they think. They can swing that bat at a ball going 95 miles an hour. They don't even think about where they're swinging that bat. They practiced and fed the. You want to get the Holy Ghost? You quit thinking about your past and get into a repentance mode and get the past forgiven and then start thinking, thinking about who died for you, everything else becomes deactivated. I hope you're catching this. I hope you're understanding what I'm telling you today. Because if you want the Holy Ghost, you got to quit thinking about your past. You already repented of it. Tell the devil to get out of your life and out of your mind and start thinking about who died for you and who gave you life eternal and start thinking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I say it's in this place already. Somebody was praying down here in the well today because they're thinking about, I want something better than the world has to offer me. Come on, church. What do you say we have the most powerful church in this city? Because we start thinking right things, acting upon what we're thinking about. What are you thinking about today? In and Out Burger? Senor Pepe's? Maggie's Gag and Vomit? What do you think? Fix that so you wouldn't get hungry. I still have some things to say. When you start thinking about why you're here, you start training your mind. Now, when somebody prays through, I remember Brother Lazenby, he, he prayed through and he thought, everybody in church was an angel. A year later, he discovered there's a few devils among us. A couple of years later, he realized there's more than a couple because not everybody in church is perfect. I'm not perfect, but I'm striving. That's why I'm start training my mind by hearing preaching. Come on, church! This is an apostolic church. We're going to listen to preaching that will change our thinking. You get, you get the word of God in your heart, your mind, your thought processes. No wonder, he said, thy word have I hid in my heart. Thy word have I hid in my thought processes. (laughs) I don't know about you, but this got so excited in my spirit, I have to go somewhere and preach it again. Because when you start thinking about Jesus, it deactivates everything else. And you become focused. On true worship, true repentance, and the power of deliverance. Hey, if you're bound by sin, go ahead, go ahead. The Holy Ghost is in this place right now. You're starting to think right. You're starting to think as a mother giving birth to a baby. You're thinking about a church giving birth to a brand new baby in Christ. Come on, church, let's think revival. Revival. Think about Jesus right now. What has he done for you? Has he healed you, delivered you, saved you, brought you out of a world of confusion? What has God done for you? Where are you? Oh, you, yeah. start thinking about Jesus and you think about what he's done for you, it deactivates everything else. Now, I've heard preachers preach against being a professional Christian and I understand what they're saying, but a professional sports person thinks on what they're doing I played quarterback one time. I took my quarter out there to flip it, see who was going to play, and they said, give me my quarterback. Perfect. <laughs> I will to say the other one. When you start thinking right, your whole life changes. That's why we're apostolic. That's why we don't look like the world, talk like... Hey, you're getting the picture. When you start thinking right things, you start acting right things. When you let your brain become trained to do what's right, you suddenly walk past the theater. You walk past the bar... Brother King was a great man, loved Brother King. He was delivered from alcohol. He lived many years in this church, 46 years clean and dry. Married to Sister Juanita King, Mildred King. And uh, right after he got the Holy Ghost and was delivered, he had taken his daughter up to Modesto back to the hospital. And coming back, coming down 99, you traveled 99, And they bypass those small cities, but the old road goes straight. And so he came to a town. The road went straight. He pulled in there, pulled into a bar. You remember him telling this story? Pulled into a bar and stopped and thought. As he thought, he said, I'm sick of that life. Put it in reverse. Backed out, got back on the highway. Came to the next road, went straight. He pulled off. Pulled into a bar, stopped, and said, I don't want this life. I got out of this life. Put it in reverse, backed out, got back on the highway. The third time, if I remember right. He got home, he was so depressed. He went to the pastor, Brother Terry. And he said, this is what I did, Brother Terry, three times. And Brother Terry told him, he said, you ought to be shouting. You shouldn't be condemned. You thought right. You had trained your brain.'" That's not what I wanted to do. That's not the life I wanted to live. And you backed out. You ought to be shouting. I'm preaching to somebody in this house today. You ought to be shouting with victory today because you have overcome the wicked one. You have overcome the wicked one. Come on, put him under your feet where he belongs and start living for Jesus with everything in your spirit. Oh, I love this. This truth is more valuable than anything in the world. Aren't you thankful for truth? The mind is not a thing, it is a process, Jamar Tarif says, a set of dispositions that make sense when given a series of responses to stimuli. I wished I was smart instead of so tall. I can understand why ceiling fans are put in homes. He said, it, it took you a while, didn't it? In the pro, it is a process, a set of disposition that makes sense when given a series of responses to stimuli. He argued that the mind was distinct from matter but could influence matter. Studied by ResearchGate, the brain is an organ But the mind isn't. The brain is the physical place where the mind resides. The mind is the manifestations of thoughts, perceptions, emotions, determination, memory, imagination that takes place within the brain. The mind is often used to refer especially to the thought processes of reason or of the heart. I hope you got that. Because they're saying what God told us in his word a long time ago. That as a man thinketh in his heart or his mind or his thought processes, that's what he becomes. I was riding down the road. I've said this before, but it's still good today. It fits perfectly. I was riding with the elder. I was driving his nice car, and I was just 18 years old. Drove him to a funeral and came back. Coming back. I wanted the elder to talk to me. I'm young, and I wanted him to tell me something, and he's reading newspaper and Everything I said, he just ignored kind of and kept reading the newspaper. So finally I said, Elder, I hope the Lord makes a preacher out of me. He folded the newspaper over, looked at me while I'm driving said, I hope the Lord makes a Christian out of me. (laughs) You see, though I wanted to be a preacher, I didn't know what it all entailed. Now I want to be a retired preacher because I understand what it entails. <laughs> I'm happy to tell you that when you feed your brain certain things, that's what you're going to become. So, the brain is developed by our mind, our thought processes. That's why the Bible said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your brain. You can't get a brain transplant. We need it. The guy was killed in an automobile accident, and they discovered his brain was the newest one around. They used it for a transplant, put it in an old person, the old person started riding the bicycle again. I'm sorry. This thrills my heart so bad. If you don't get it, you'll get it after a while. Somewhere you have to make up your mind that what I feed my brain is who I am. I'm proclaiming today that I am a Christian. I am not perfect, but I'm thinking about the blood of Jesus Christ right now. I'm thinking about his cleansing power right now. I'm thinking about his ability to transform my thinking and change me into what he wants me to be. Come on, church. Let's be what Jesus wants us to be. Let's be what Jesus wants us to be. David's brain told him there's a giant out there, but his mind said, ha-ha, I know what this is, old giant. See, he trained his brain so much by his mind, by what he had done doing good, that when it came a giant in his life, he handled it with doing the things that he had always done right. Let me just tell you, when the devil comes to you, Start telling the devil what you really want. Well, I want that young lady. She's a sinner. Well, they're not in here, so I can say it, I guess. When the devil starts telling you what you want, you tell him, No, that's not what I want. What I want is the Holy Ghost. What I want is God. What I want is a new thinking. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your emotions. What's wrong with apostolics dancing in the spirit? What's wrong with the apostolics lifting their hands in worship? What's wrong with the apostolics saying amen? What's wrong with the apostolics saying preach it, brother? What's wrong with the apostolics responding to preaching? What's wrong with apostolics being Christian? What's wrong with us thinking right? What's r- <laughs> Romans said, I thank God through... Jesus Christ our Lord. So with the mind, I I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. Why? Because that's all the world knows. That's why it's so important for you to be in church. Because if a sinner comes to church and finds the church vacant, or just a few, and they're not worshiping, they say, oh, that's just like the rest of the world. What if we have an apostolic revival church that when a sinner walks through the door, they say, hey, I want what this house has. Are you happy living for God? You need to show it. Some of you need to tell your face is happy. Get your mind to thinking right. Hey, I fought the devil this week, but I won. I fought sin this week, but I won. Why did I win? Because I thought right, I thought right, I thought right, I thought right. Oh, that killed some of you. Now, those that I just killed because you thought sin and you fulfilled sin, let me tell you the power of your mind. (laughs) Start repenting. Start repenting. I know just a few of you. I know most of you are angels. I understand we think we're about right, but sometimes we're not right. And so we start thinking repentance. That's why he put in his word when he taught them how to pray. I don't have time to go into all that he said, but he did say, forgive us this day. This day. Have you asked God to forgive you this day? I'm telling you, oh, this is the power of the thought processes right now. When you ask God to forgive you, does he forgive you? Have you ever sinned? Has God ever forgiven you? Something ought to automatically go, Woo! praise God. I've been delivered. I'm saved from sin. Okay. Musicians come to remind me to stop. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things... Are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. I like that one. Whatsoever things are of a good report. If there is any virtue. If there be any praise. thank. Think. See, your brain doesn't do that. It stores the data. So when you hear something about somebody that failed, when you're such a negative person, all you think about is they deserved it. I'm going to preach a message someday. You made your bed, lie in it. You know, that's merely saying you reap what you sow in the old saying, but there's a victory to that too. I won't tell you because someday next year when I get to preach again. I'm just kidding, I preach every time I want to I don't know what she fed me for breakfast today but I loved it baby feed it to me tomorrow I'll get more done for you at home tomorrow I like you As you stand, though, I want you now, and there's so much more I could preach. You must train your brain to think right. When you go to the dentist, you're already thinking of pain, so you don't want to go. Oh, I got to preach this one, though. When you're going to the dentist, you think pain, so you don't want to go. You think of going to the doctor, he's going to poke around on you, tell you, like, the guy Went to the doctor and he said, How tall are you? He said, I'm six foot two. He said, How much you weigh? He said, 180 buff pounds. He said, Well, your chart says you're five foot six and you weigh 235 pounds. How do you feel about that? He said, I'm depressed. I came in here, I was tall and slender. I'm going out of here fat and short. (laughs) What you think. Is what you become now at the close of this service today, thank you for reminding me. At the close of this service today, I want you to start thinking about Calvary blood dripping for the cleansing of my sins, a side that was riven. For the birth of a church. and start thinking about that right now. Is everybody thinking about it right now? When you start thinking about that, it's going to deactivate everything else. Now, if you're more interested in going to eat now, right now than you are 30 minutes from now, you can walk out now because I want you to start, I want you to start thinking about Calvary. This is not mind control on my part. It's mind control on your part. You control your brain. You control what you think. Think about Jesus on the cross. Somebody doesn't have the Holy Ghost in here, you can have the Holy Ghost with this statement I'm going to make. You can have the power of God to come on you, overcoming sin and the failures of life. Because you're thinking of the cross, His blood dripping His side through the birth of the church. And him saying, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Start thinking about that and say, I never thought what I was doing was wrong, but now I'm starting to see that I was wrong as a sinner. And I want to be saved more than anything else. Is anybody with me? Is any hand just automatically begin to rise? Is any voices just automatically begin to speak? Is anybody starting to think, hey, he did that for me? He did it for me. If he did it for you, what are you going to do with it? What is your brain going to tell you to do? Your brain has been trained to worship him. So take oh, yeah. My oh, yeah. Heart oh, yeah. And so good to see you. So good to see you. We love you, man. We love you. So good to see you.